Hey guys, welcome back to the Wildcard Rewind. I am your host this week. I'm joined by my lovely two co-hosts and let's get straight into it. I just want to rewind to when we were young Back to all those good times. Take me back to the start. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I don't know whether it's the song or whether it's the three of us just rocking behind the scenes to that, but that 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 intro video just gets me pumped. But yeah, let's bring in Mags. Mags, how are you doing this week, mate? Well, um, on the route to recovery, I was I was very very ill this week. Actually, it's not like me at all. But yeah, got got hit with the dreaded winter flu. Was in bed, couldn't couldn't record uh, the the dynasty hot seat at all. Was was just unable to to move and do much. But I'm I'm back on the road to recovery. I, I sat. I watched a lot of NFL. I watched a lot of the World Cup. So you know there was worse weeks to be you know to be ill and sitting on the sofa most of the day. But yeah, I'm doing a lot better now. Thanks for asking. Hannah, you won't know what it feels like to have something as dreadful as man flu. But <laughs> but how are you doing anyway? <laughs> I mean, I can't think how terrible man flu must be. You know, I feel so <laughs> sorry for you guys. You know, women Thank never you. seem to get it, but you guys seem to be afflicted with it really terribly. But no, I'm good, thanks. Um, just really excited to get talking about week 12. On paper, those kind of games looked a bit meh, but I think it's really pulled one out of the bag this week, really, hasn't it, the NFL? So yeah. looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie. I've had a really awful weekend with sports. Okay, so I watched the Wales football team absolutely embarrass themselves against Iran. Iran are really good at football, though, right? Apparently so. Um, And then I watched the Wales rugby team throw away (laughs) a win in the last few minutes of that game. And then I angrily turned the TV off at midnight last night when the Cardinals decide to throw away their win. So, do you know what? The fact that I'm here is a positive. (laughs) 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 But let's get straight into our our predictions rewind. Um, We're going to start with two of the three Thanksgiving's game. The Mm. third is coming up in a different segment. Spoiler alert. Um, And yeah, we'll go straight into it. So I'm starting off with you, Paul, and your first game, which was the Giants versus the Cowboys. So you said the Cowboys were going to win, and you were right. They managed to win 28-20. And you also said that Barkley was going to get more than half a touchdown, and he did manage to get a TD. So you were also correct. Woo! Two wins for you this week, Paul, so far. This must be better than most of the weeks put together, right? Guys, don't get too excited. It all goes downhill from here. <laughs> For my predictions, anyway. <laughs> um, do you know what? I love Thanksgiving. I'm just going to start with that. Okay? I love Thanksgiving because it's just this random Thursday where we get three NFL games and it was the start of my long weekend. I had four days off and I was like, ah, oh, this is just amazing. And then all three of us got you know, all of our predictions right as well, which was just phenomenal. And I can't, I just can't knock it. I can't knock it. But let's go into the game. The game was, it was it was a decent game. I enjoyed this game. 
Um, I think the Cowboys are actually starting to look like the real deal. Mm. And I'm starting to think, are the Cowboys finally going to have a bit of a playoff run and and start start turning uh, turning some heads, or are they going to be the Cowboys that we always know and epically fail? Um, I had to laugh, Mags. Uh, I seen a Mika Parsons sack where he torpedoed his way through everyone and sacked Daniel Jones. And I just had to giggle because I thought, do you know what? That's laxative doing what laxative does. Absolutely. Yeah. Daniel Jones shit himself. <laughs> That's laxative. Come after him. Running through everyone. Daniel Jones. I was there like, that's the laxative for you. Yeah, exactly. It's got to catch on, I'm telling you. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but no, I think one thing that confuses me, and I suppose this is this is more of a fantasy thing than it is a normal thing, but the Cowboys running back room, you can't work mm-hmm. it out, can you? No. You know what I mean? This week, Zeke seen all the work. He was productive, he was everything with it. Last week, he was nothing. Then it was Tony Pollard. And do you know what? I actually don't think this is just a Giants thing. I think this is more of an NFL thing now. I think so many teams have got running back rooms with committees and you just don't know. You know, even watching the 49ers last night, you know, there was times where Elijah Mitchell was the one that was breaking through and you go, well, they've got one of the best running backs in the league with McCaffrey and stuff, you know? And it's just, I'm trying to think of a a running back room where it's predominantly one guy who just sees everything. And the only one I can think of is Derrick Henry. I don't know if either of you can think of another one. I suppose the Giants, they were playing the Giants, right? That's kind of close, right? But I know Matt Breida's been getting more involved. But that's, you know what I mean? There was, yeah. there was a few times where you'd see them break the line and, and they'd be like, oh, yeah. that was, that was Breida with a, with a run and stuff like this. You know, it's... I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a thing of, of the future, and this is how they're going to save their their running backs more mm. while limiting the work that they've they've got. I don't know. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say about this game was um, the Giants seem to be falling apart now, mm. and that's not no fault of their own. You know, I think I think they've done really well to get to where they are at the moment. But when you've got a wide receiver room that consists, and this is in order of how many receptions and yards and everything they got this week, was Richie James, Darius Slater, Isaiah Hodgins, and superstar Kenny G. And you go, oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? When you look at some of the teams that are battling playoffs, you know, Hannah, like like your team, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, even Tyler Boyd, like, you know, yeah. Um, you know, you look at the Cardinals, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, you've got um, Marcus Cardinals Holmes. battling for a playoff spot. I don't think so. No, no, but, but <laughs> I'm just saying that the the wide receiver room, you know what I mean? You look at the Bucks, they've got Mike Evans, Chris yeah. Godwin. I can't think of any other, you know, Eagles, AJ Brown, and um, Devontae Smith. You know, you've got Juju and Sky Moore. And Kadarius Tony, by the way, and, who the and Giants can really use. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I kind of feel that 
that that's going to hamper them a lot in in the coming weeks, and I think they need a lot of help. Yeah, but I yeah, but if, it's... if they can't get Saquon going, they're in trouble, aren't they? Now, yeah, and I also think people are figuring them out a bit more. Stuff's on tape. Yeah, I but... think they're going to struggle the rest of the season now. And it's funny, isn't it? You know, looking, Kenny G is on there as the fourth wide receiver. Like when they signed him to this massive contract, you never thought that he would actually just disappear into obscurity, never to catch the mm-hmm. ball again two years down the line. The, he got his contract and then bought a house in the, the, the Caribbean and just went, I'm done. I'm done. I've earned my money and I'm going. You know, I'm convinced it's, it's not even him. I'm thinking some guy that looks like Kenny Golladay is playing for them. Like it's not. He's in the Bahamas. <laughs> right? Yeah. And his evil twin in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's go straight into the second game. It was the Patriots versus the Vikings. The Patriots lost uh, 33-26. Uh, but Max, that was good for you because you had the Vikings to win. Which <coughs> Uh, yep, yep. And also went for the hot hand in New England for Ramondre Stevenson as the most rushing yards in a New yep. England kit. Over to you, mate. Yeah, this was... Um, I was a bit shocked, actually, just looking at the, the score of this game. I was like, oh, there was so many points. It was one of those games you didn't really notice the points kind of slowly getting like like racked up. Um, the superstar of the game, as is the trend at the minute, it's Justin Jefferson again. Like he can throw the ball as well. Apparently, didn't know that, but you know, threw a really, really nice pass during the game near the start. He's what I really like about him this year, and maybe he had the same same in his previous years in the league. But he's got a real like nose for the end zone right now, especially on these little short like routes that he's running. And he's really just like yeah, getting a knack of of getting into the end zone and making these sort of clutch catches. Whenever, whenever the Vikings need it the most, and he's like double teams. He's just laughing at double teams at the minute. Like there's, there's not much teams can do to stop Justin Jefferson right now, and and it's really helping the Vikings that they've got somebody now like a TJ Hawkinson in there. That's a legitimate like fourth target right after Jefferson and Thielen and, and Cook. Like Hawkinson's a really good target in there, so you can't completely ignore him. So teams aren't really sure how to defend against the the Vikings right now, and. Yeah, even guys like Thielen, you see, what I want to know, um, I couldn't quite get who it was. I don't know if any of you guys know or anyone listening knows. There is a cornerback that Adam Thielen absolutely blew out the water and sprinted away from, like, you must be the slowest corner in the entire league for, like, old man Thielen to get away from you that quickly. But, yeah, they just, they kind of tied the Patriots up in knots a little bit, and there's only so much that they could do. I thought the Vikings were fairly comfortable throughout the, the whole game. My only concern for them um, this is the second week in a row Dalvin Cook's not looked himself. I wonder if he's got an injury or something. Because um, obviously he started the season off hot, doing really, really well. But the last two weeks, something's not quite been right. So hopefully it's not a shoulder bothering him again. And always a lot of issues with that because they'll need him for, for the playoff push. And, and yeah, the only ni- other nice thing from the Vikings in there was this really nice, nice uh, kickoff return by, uh, no, I'm going to butcher his name, but is it Ugan- Uganwu? Um, very nice kickoff return. So, so good for him making that. And in terms of the other side of my my prediction, I mean, I think the debate between who's better, Stevenson or Harris, that's that's over, right? That's that shouldn't be a debate. Everyone sort of thought it at the start of the year that that Stevenson was better, apart from Bill Belichick. But 
I mean, yeah, that guy, he's great rushing the ball. He's really, really good receiving the ball as well. Uh, one of the better receiving backs in the NFL right now. And Mac Jones is, is love that. Mac Jones, um, he's a bit like Kirk Cousins, I thought, watching that. He's kind of like this kind of safe guy, like might not ever, you know, go to the dizzy heights um, that their fans might want him to. But, you know, it's a safe, solid pair of hands. And you got to kind of build a superstar team around him, like the Vikings have done with Kirk Cousins to really get the most out of it. But, you know, Mac Jones gets a lot of stick, but yeah, actually, he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's a pretty safe pair of hands. And what I really want to talk about, I kind of rushed through this a little bit, because the main talking point of this game, I think the Patriots may have got done dirty a little bit with the Hunter Henry ruled out touchdown. Did you guys see that? Yeah. What did what did you think, Hannah? Hannah, go, go to you for what did you think of of that? Do you think I was correctly ruled out, or do you think they've been done a little bit dirty there? Oh no, it's it's a total dirty, isn't it? Yeah. For me, that was a catch. I don't know why or how it was overruled. I, I, I don't really know what they sure. had seen to make it not a catch, but to me, it was. Yeah. Paul, do you, do you think in the same or? Yeah, I thought it was a catch, and he actually broke. It, when he caught it, before he even went down, he was over the the line, wasn't he? So, you know, yeah, that, that was a that was a dodgy call. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. He had control of it as it broke the plane, and then as he was falling, and kind of lost control of it. But it doesn't matter because it's already broke the plane, right? At least that's what they do whenever you're rushing the ball. If you rush the ball over and fumble it, you've already rushed it over. It's already broken the plane. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Maybe I'm not not fully getting the rules there, but I thought Hunter Henry was was done a bit dirty there. I think there's a couple of dodgy calls this weekend. Um, yeah, the, the holding on Kittle. Did you see that one? Yeah, where, where they had him holding, and he were like, it all came back, and he were like, mm. was he? Was it? Was it? Was there holding there? I, I, I don't. Know. That was a pick six, wasn't it? And I, I don't think there was holding there. I think it was all a bit. You were like, oh, I think you got away with that one, but yeah. And then, yeah, like, obviously. Holding. Lo- loads of calls going against the Chiefs as always, but you know we persevered through, so that's that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought Hunter Henry was done a little bit, a little bit dirty, but I wasn't too upset because it meant I got my point in the end. So I was pretty happy actually in the end of that. Um, and then actually, I, Bill Belichick must be raging because after that happens, they get kind of shafted a second and fifteen with a personal file that was just stupid, like very unpatriots, like very undisciplined. And then right after that, they go and rough the kicker and. I, Belichick, I would have loved to have seen his dressing room reaction. He must have been absolutely fuming. But, yeah, they just couldn't get it done in the end um, because, yeah, Vikings Vikings come out on top. And my last, my last little thing, I've kind of mentioned this before, even last week, I think, even. So the Vikings are up and they've been really successful passing the ball and they've got like a few minutes to go and they decide we're going to run the ball. And the Patriots know they're going to run the ball to run down the clock. The Vikings know they're going to run the ball. Everyone knows they're going to run the ball to run down the clock. And they go three and out and punt it. Why do more teams not run like a little short slant route, throw a little jet sweep, do something a little bit different than just all oh, this try and run up the middle and waste some time? It didn't matter in the end because they won. But I just feel like the league's lacking a bit of creativity there, like running the ball and going three and out and punting it. Like that's burned so many teams. Surely we've got to move on from that at some stage. Um, what do we what do we think about that? I agree. I agree. The, yeah. Too too many teams do it, and it's an easy way, isn't it? It's like don't get me wrong. If it works, it works. If you get your mm-hmm. first down, your clock's still running. You've 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 
run the time down, you've, you've got the W. But like you said, if it doesn't work and every team knows they're going to do it, then you're punting the ball back. Which yeah. I think a few teams did this weekend, didn't they? A lot of teams. La- yeah. Last last sort of like 20, 30 seconds punting the ball back to the opposing team. and But yeah, Hannah, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I find it really frustrating. Like, I, as I say, I understand trying to, you know, run the clock down. I get that. But if it's not working after first down, you know, you need to move sticks and then try again. You know, I, I don't understand it. You can do a short pass. You don't have to throw it, you know, all the way down mm-hmm. the field. All you mm-hmm. have to do is get, you know, seven, eight yards even, and then you can run it again or whatever. I, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, it is really maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see teams move move on from that as we as we go forward. Who knows? There's so many things change in the NFL. And uh, Hannah, let, let's go to your your game here. We had the you had the Raiders against the Seahawks. Um, you thought the Seahawks were going to win, just like you know everybody else on the planet. But it was the the Raiders that came out on top for that. And you, I asked you to think Max Crosby was going to lead uh, lead his team in in tackles. You thought no, uh, that was correct. It was Denzel Perryman who who led the team in tackles. He had nine tackles. Uh, Crosby only had four, but some some really big crucial tackles amongst those four. So, uh, what do you think of the game? Yeah, do you know what? this? Uh, my two games this week were so much fun to watch. I thank you. It was me actually, wasn't it? Who gave me these? No, look at no. look how that works. Eh? What a coincidence! <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I actually thought <laughs> I was like helping you guys out. Raiders versus Seahawks doesn't sound that fun, you know. That's true. Se- Seahawks are gonna walk all over the Raiders. Turns out not. It was so much fun. It was like a real back and forth, you know, up and down the field between the two. It was just great to watch, but it was interesting because there were lots of turnovers. Between the two teams, there were three interceptions and two fumbles, and I actually think there could have been more between the two. They just neither of them seemed to want to protect the football, which yeah. is fine in one of these kind of scrappy matches, you know. But when it really counts, you're going to get punished. You know, they were they were kind of lucky because in the end, obviously, it went to overtime. They were on the same points, but you know, you can easily get punished for all these turnovers. So. I think both of them need to start thinking about looking after the ball a bit better. Although, to be fair, the Raiders haven't got much to play for now this season. But in terms of Seattle, I actually think it was their run defence that really let them down. So they allowed a a combined 283 rushing yards, like rushing yards, and 229 of them were Josh Jacobs, who was like just a complete machine running down everywhere and obviously we all saw in overtime him just breaking off that run and blasting into the end zone to to get that win so you know good on him they didn't pick up his fifth year option I think you know especially from a fantasy perspective we all thought that he probably was going to be a bit of a nothing this season you know Mm. yes you probably get a bit of work but we didn't think he would do a lot but he's actually played really hard and as we know, players often in their contract year do really play hard. And, and he's really shown that he does still have some talent. I'm really interested to see actually what's going to happen with him in the off-season, whether they want to try and keep him or they let him go into the free agent market and, and see who picks him up. Because he's, he's not that old, he's 25. So yeah. I think he still has some legs in him. So I'll be interested to see where he ends up next season. But I also be keen to know or see whether he can keep up what he's doing. 
sometimes he gets a new team. He might turn into a Kenny G, get to his new team, get paid, and then send in his evil twin to do not a lot while he enjoys it in the Bahamas. Um, but the other thing I wanted to, to kind of mention was the Raiders, obviously they got the win, but you can tell that they're just playing really hard. And I think they have been a lot of the season. There was a lot of talk kind of early in the season, oh, especially when they lost the Colts. You know, McDaniel, should they be keeping him? Should he be the head coach? Should they be trying to look for someone else? But I think he should and will keep his job at the end of the season, not just because they've been winning, but you can see that the team is playing really hard. So I think he's still got the locker room. I think they believe in him and I think he believes in them. And I do think in the end that he will will keep his job. My other, well, one of my other games in um, recap later on, I don't think the head coach should and will keep his job. But McDaniels, I do think he will. What do you guys think? Do you agree with me? Or do you think, Matt, we need to get rid and start again? Yeah, it's... I I don't think the jury's out yet. I think he's he'll I think he'll get to the end of the season, right? They're not going to get rid of him now. There's no point really getting rid of him now. I think they'll see how they do at the end of the year. They'll sit back and evaluate, right? What kind of picks do we have? Who are we going who could we bring in? Who could where can we improve this team? Like what kind of funds do we have? And then they're going to decide is is he the right person to take this team forward or do we want to get, you know, one of these new guys that are, you know, lots of teams are changing their coaches, these like kind of new generation like they're your mike mcdaniel kind of guys coming in so i don't know i think the jury's still out if gun to my head if you said will he be in charge of game one next year i would say yes paul uh i kind of agree that he'll last the end of the season but i'd say at the moment if he continues to win some games and look like they can win games, I think he'll keep his job. But I think if, mm-hmm. if he has another couple of maybe, especially like the last couple of games of the season, sort of 16, 17, 18, them sort of weeks, if he loses them weeks, people always remember your last game, you know? They'll always remember your last couple of games. So if I think if he loses like 16, 17, 18, I think he'll be mm-hmm. gone. And they'll go, nah, do you know what? You're, you're not what we want. And, and it would be harsh because he's got a lot of key players like Darren Waller, like Hunter Renfro, and yeah. on IR and stuff like that. So you, you know what I mean. It's it's could the team be better with them? Don't know, you know. But I suppose it, it, going off this last week, I'd say yes, he is he is there next year. But a, cu- a couple of losses in the wrong way, and yeah, he's he's down the job centre <laughs> with, with Cliff Kingsbury, hope we. Oh, well, I actually, that's what we're coming up to soon, isn't it? I can't wait to hear you talk about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you make very good points, but I I do think, I think he'll be here next season. I do. I think they'll give him another season. And then at that point, I think they'll be like, nah, mm-hmm. see ya. But I don't know, maybe they're a bit more impatient than that. We'll wait and see. So, Paul, let's get on to your second game. So you had, what a fabulous one. Chargers versus the Cardinals. So, of course, because you 
went with them and went for the Cardinals. They then went and lost, didn't they? <coughs> by the tiniest of margins because the Chargers won at a measly 25 to 24, so by only one point. But, oh, I was going to say maybe you got this next one right, but you didn't. We have two had more all-purpose yards, Justin Herbert or Kyler Murray, or whoever might have played if Murray was in, injured, but, but he played last night. And you went for Kyler Murray. You're just too much of a homer, Paul, because, again, yep. you're incorrect. Because Herbert actually had 312 yards and Murray had only 247. So go on, Paul, do your worst. Tell us how terrible the, the Cardinals are this year. So at halftime, I was writing my victory speech. <laughs> I was thinking my parents, my kids, the wife, everyone, because the Cardinals were winning... Kyler Murray had more yards, and I was just there like, ah, oh, we've got this, you know. And and um, so the like one of the one of the bits that I put in was was um, third and seven with two minutes fifty on the clock, okay. And the Cardinals are up; they're up by six points, I think it was. And um, they took the snap, and I'm not even joking. The Chargers O line split. So half went right, half went left. And you left this gap for Isaiah Simmons, who was just looking at Justin Herbert going, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, and, he <laughs> run, and he hit him. And I thought, what shall I put in my victory speech, you know? And then we just went to shit. Genuinely, I've never seen a team just fold that quickly. You know what I mean? We were getting the ball back. It was it was in our hands. I think I think there was like two two thirty five on the clock when we got the ball back. We're six points up. It is it is just managing the ball now. And we went three and out. And I was like, oh, why is this such a cardinal thing to do? So then we punted the ball back down to the the, the charges, and then and then we just went. Oh, do you do you want to get to our red zone? Oh, go on then. <laughs> go on, you have you have a go. Go and have a go. And you know, as much as it pains me, the Chargers have got so many weapons that there's such a threat in a red zone at any situation. You know, you've got Justin Herbert, you've got Austin Eckler, you've got Keenan Allen, you've got Gerald Everett. Just to name a few, you got DeAndre Carter who's having quite a season about it, you know. Mm. And you just and you're just going. The Cardinals just were like, "What do we do? What do we do?" And and then they scored a touchdown. And do you know what? Earlier on in the night, I praised the Jags for doing this, where it was literally two points and you two point conversion, you could win the game or kick a field goal and go to overtime. So in a way. I praise them for going for that two-point conversion because it mm. was do or die, you know? It was go for it now, don't don't kick it and go to overtime and just drag this whole scenario out. And they went for it and never in my life have I just gone, ah, throw the control across the room and gone to bed. <laughs> but genuinely, <laughs> in that few minutes, I turned the TV off and just I just went, went to bed. So, and I... I'd love to talk about this game more, but I, I I can't. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Did you see Kyler 
I think it must have been in the press conference or doing some media later on. And they were asking him, oh, what went wrong on, I think it was a fourth down where they didn't convert, something like that. And he was just saying that the, the play design was just shit, basically. And like basically dropping it on Cliff Kingsbury. So this is where I think is an example of where the locker room or at least Kyler has is totally disconnected from Cliff. And whether that's just Kyler being a brat and everyone else is in with Cliff. Oh, or whether that's... He is a massive brat. Okay. I love the guy and I'm so glad he's on my team, but he's a massive brat. He is only nine years old. So <laughs> I, I did enjoy um, at the start of the game, they, they put up some metrics where they were like, Kyler's five foot 10 and Justin Herbert's six foot six. And I was like, wow. <laughs> 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 he's nearly got a foot on him, you know? Wow. Um, yeah, so I I do think that Cliff Kingsbury has lost this locker room. Hmm. And, you know, I've I seen a um, a clip from the Hard Knocks because the car, I haven't watched any of it yet, but the Cardinals are doing the uh, oh, yeah. Hard Knocks. And um, Buddha Baker is like screaming at everyone in this, in, in the change room. And he's like, I'm sick of losing and I'm sick of losing at home. And this is our place and our time and stuff like this. We need to, we need to do better. And he's like, I'm like, oh man, you know, he, everyone's trying to pump them up, but there's just something dragging them down, you know, and it's it's Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff God, Kingsbury. it's going to be so fun watching that. Basically, the whole team in meltdown, and you can see it from behind the scenes. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I'll be good. Yeah, but let's get straight into Mags. Your second game, you you had a, a blinder here. You had uh, the Bucks versus the Browns. Yeah, uh, you predicted the Bucks would win. That was incorrect. Unfortunately, the Browns won twenty three seventeen. But you did get the Bucks under twenty point five points correct, which they only scored seventeen. But before you get into this one, fun fact: Did you see that Tom Brady has never drawn a game in really? like three hundred and seventy starts? There was like wow. minutes left and they were like, Tom Brady has zero draws in like 300, I think it was like 374 huh. starts. And I was like, wow, that's mega. That but he, he, his streak continues because he didn't draw this one. He lost it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would happen if he, I suppose I wouldn't get any points if they drew, right? Because I predicted they would win, right? I'm never going to predict a draw, right? So even if it's a draw, I would still have lost, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd have made sure. So, <laughs> um, God, do you just hate David and Joku, right? Do you just hate that guy? <laughs> like, oh, I thought I was I was set up for for a double point here, and then it's fourth and ten, and I mean David and Joku, I mean what what a catch! That was absolutely brilliant, and it was yeah, it was uh, Jacoby Brissett's you know swan song before uh, Lord Voldemort comes back into the fray next week to to you know. Get rid of one of the Texans, which is, I think, one of his Horcruxes, actually. So that's a bit odd that he's going to do that. Um, so, yeah, it was Brissett's last kind of swan song there. He, he looked like Jacoby Brissett looks, um, which is, you know, okay. Um, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady has looked for the last little while, which is, you know, okay. Although he has been getting a bit better. Uh, Chris Godwin had a good game. I remember saying a few weeks ago, it's like Chris Godwin needs to get more involved in that. No offense, because he's a really, really good player. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up next year. I think Chris Godwin is a free agent 
so that is someone that could really, really impress uh, at another team if he does end up moving. Uh, I did think I was in trouble at the start because I think both teams scored with their opening drives. I was like, well, that's not going to, I'm not going to get the under on this, but <laughs> it was like 10, 10 all at a half time. And yeah, it was, there wasn't too much, you know, happening really. It kind of all kicked off towards the end. And then eventually it went to overtime and eventually yeah, the Browns got it done. And I think we've said it before a few times, the Browns are going to be a force to reckon with whenever, you know, Deshaun Watson comes, comes back into there because, you know, all, all things aside, he's a really good quarterback. The last time he played a full season, he led the league in passing in a league with Brady, with the Mahomes, with Herbert, with all of those guys. Deshaun Watson had the most passing yards and he was throwing it to Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, not DeAndre Hopkins. So that is a really interesting thing to to note that he's got Amari Cooper now, he's got David Njoku now, he's got Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's got some weapons that he can use um, that he's not had since, I suppose he had DeAndre Hopkins at, at Texas. So, this is going to be interesting to see where the Browns go. But can we just you know, take a little moment to talk about the NFC South where every team is under 500 in that division? What a joke, right? Has that ever happened before where every team has a losing record? Someone's got to win that division, right? Yeah, I think, was it, was it a couple of years ago that Washington went through to the playoffs with a losing record? Maybe. Maybe you might be right there. But yeah, that's... That's terrible. All of those teams. And I mean, the teams in there, that was like the strongest division in the league last year. And wasn't was that the year that the Washington done it? The year where they met the Bucks who went yeah. on to do it and Taylor Heineke nearly took down the Bucks yes. on his own and had an absolute worldie of a game. And yeah. they were like they were like, wow, and, and and they went on to win the whole thing then, but yeah, that would have been great if Heineke took them out, actually. I've got bad memories of that year. <laughs> so let's let's move on. I'm fed up of talking about the Bucks. But yeah, Brady <laughs> didn't quite get it, didn't quite get it done. Um and yeah, fair fair play to the Browns. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll go straight into our game of the week. Um this was the other game from Thanksgiving. And Hannah, you had this game, <laughs> which was the Bills versus the Lions. Uh, you said the Bills would win, which you got correct. The Bills won 28-25. You also said Jamal would continue his touchdown streak, which I believe you changed on the night from no to yes because you'd seen some injuries and stuff. So mm-hmm. great, great last-minute change there for you because he did get a touchdown. So what do you make of this one? I was actually surprised that the one that I nearly lost on was the Bills winning because I actually thought this was going to be, you know, Bills walk all over the Lions, walk off with it, and it wasn't at all. It was a total dogfight, and I absolutely loved it. This was definitely the best game of the week, and I think of Thanksgiving, and I thought Thanksgiving was awesome. Those three games were great fun. I I think I've been going on about the Lions the whole season, but I do really love watching them when their offense is humming and mm-hmm. everything is just clicking. I think with them, you can always tell right from the beginning of the game whether they're going to play well or not that week. You know, if Goff is like throwing a bit shitly and they're not getting anything done in the first drive, you know, oh, this is going to be a bad week. But yeah. in the first kind of one or two drives, if they get going, get some passes gone, you know, Williams or Swift gets running, I think, oh, this is going to be great. 
and they always seem to hang in these games when they're kind of you know playing quite decently and it was just so much fun to see them going toe-to-toe with the bills and actually really nearly get getting away with it once again i think i mentioned this when he very first started doing it three or four weeks ago josh allen got another red zone inception yep that's his sixth of the season now and it seems to be within kind of the last four or five games now he's lucky because he did get away with it here but once you get into the playoffs and you get into those one and done games you know you're playing against the best of the best and you're not going to get away with it they are going to punish you if you have those interceptions one you know you're losing surefire points either through a field goal or you know a touchdown and two you're giving it to them to do with what they want so mm-hmm. he needs to be really careful and I know he is a bit of a cowboy in the way that he plays he likes to sling it about he has no fear but I think potentially that this could be their undoing this season and more and more I'm just getting a bit worried like I thought they were really hot on favorite to get to the Super Bowl but they're definitely going to be in there, you know, and I think they'll, you know, go a decent way. But I, I think they could could quite easily get tripped up, probably, let's be realistic, by the Chiefs. Um, but I do think there's there's a chance they're not going to make it again because he, he needs to be careful with what he's doing. The other half of it is that their, build, their, their defence is getting pretty banged up now. Yeah. You know, quite upsetting for them, Von Miller had to go off with a knee injury and the reports at the minute is that he's out indefinitely which is really disappointing obviously they've paid him a lot and they Mm. gave up some picks for him as well didn't they because he got traded didn't they or was he a free agent free agent I thought he was a free agent, but he's a free agent. But they have given him a mega contract, don't they? Yeah, Yeah. yeah. like he was. He was their big signing, wasn't he? And basically, they signed him for the playoffs to be a wrecker on third down, or you know, in those vital moments. And now they're probably not going to have him. So they went through all this, and they're not going to have him, which is is quite gutting for them. And most of their D line is out at the moment, injured. So they're starting to struggle a bit and I, I think they have to be careful obviously Alan is an awesome player and you know that digs to Alan connection can always be relied upon when it's needed so last minute obviously they get that and it means they get the, the game winning field goal um, great fun but I, I keep my eye on the Bills the Bengals are playing them in a few weeks so got my fingers crossed that we've got enough to overpower them but yeah I'm, I just don't feel quite as confident as I did early on in the season with them now. They're starting to show a few cracks and it's whether they can paste over them and, and get across the, the finishing line. Go on, Mags, what did you think of this game? Did you enjoy it as much yeah. as me? Yeah, I loved it. it was such, so I, I was kind of the opposite of you. Last week I was like, I can smell an upset coming here. I could just see both teams were like, the Lions were going up and the Bills were coming down. And I thought they were just going to meet right where those overlap, and it was so, so close. How many times do we want to say this year the Lions lose by three? I mean, every time. I can't remember the last time they were completely blown out. It just doesn't happen. And the same thing happened last year. They just, you're right, they're always in games, but they need to, and they have been, to be fair, but they need to find a way to, to stop leaving points 
on the field, which is what they did. We talked about Josh Allen there getting intercepted. That actually weirdly turned into a safety for the Bills whenever Jared Goff got tackled in the end zone. So that was two points they just gave to the Bills. And then they missed a layup of a field goal as well. Another three, that's five points. You cannot leave five points on the board against the Bills. You have to be perfect to beat the Bills. And even if you are perfect against them, then you just got to hope that they don't get the ball last because they will score on that mm-hmm. final drive, you know, nine times out of 10. And, you know, Josh Allen just threw the ball to like, what, a million yards to Stephon Diggs right on his chest. And then it was it was game over uh, from there. So you have to be perfect to beat the Bills um, or, you know, let the Bills beat themselves because they're, even though they looked dodgy in some parts here, they're just still an awesome team. And, and Josh Allen, I mean, obviously the red zone things are a bit concerning, but I actually think if I need one quarterback, if it's I need 10 yards just from rushing, I'm not going Lamar Jackson or I'm not going Kyler Murray or any of the, like Jalen Hurts. If I need a quarterback to rush for 10 yards, I'm going to pick Josh Allen. I think he's the best rusher of the ball in the NFL. And he might also have the best arm. It's absolutely insane. He's so, so good. Do you guys agree? Do you think... I think his rushing is almost underrated, which sounds weird. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Although I'm not sure he would be, he would be my first choice. I do think Hertz has been running really nicely recently. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. His running is underrated, and I think that is kind of the the X factor with him, isn't it? Because he can do everything. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. There's. I can't add any. You, you you summed it up beautifully. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So I I I'm not going to say too much about this game because there's not much I can say that hasn't already been said. Uh, what I will do is I will throw you a really cool stat that Ooh. the Bills are the third NFL team ever to play two games within five days or fewer in the same stadium. And the first team to win both. Because wow. obviously, because of the snow, it was moved to Detroit. Mm-hmm. So they played that game on Sunday and won it. Mm-hmm. And then they played again on Thursday and won that. So Was there was there not another stat that the Bills are the first team to win back-to-back games in Ford Field since like 2018? <laughs> 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 Which is brilliant. <laughs> That's heartbreaking. If it, if it is, the Bills turn I think up, it, they do the nice I thing and have the away changing room. They uh-huh. didn't even go to the home changing room and then go and set the record. <laughs> heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, so so we'll 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 move on from this game. Uh, we'll have a quick little look at our prediction scoreboard. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of this scoreboard. <laughs> it, it reveals the truth. Um, Mags, you scored three this week. Hannah, you scored three and I scored two. So that puts our total on Mags on 34, Hannah on 32, and me somewhere below that on a number like 23. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's let's move on to our next section, which is the hit rewind. In this section, we like to chat about moments that we rewind. And Mags, we're going to start with you. What is your moment? Oh. Oh, there was so many. I was like, oh, it could be the amazing, you know, DeAndre Hopkins one-handed catch or the Devontae Adams one-handed catch. But there was something that 
if we're taking this to the definition, it's something that I literally did hit rewind over and over and over again. It was Foster Moreau's touchdown for the Raiders. Not because it was a great throw or even a great catch, but after it, Foster Moreau stumbled forward and he slides down and he completely wipes out this old guy and he's like lying on his back like a pence. It's so funny. If you haven't seen it, you have to go check it out. This, this old bastard is like looking the wrong way. <laughs> and Foster Moreau wipes him out at the calves and just he has no idea what's going on. It's wonderful. Uh, I hope he's okay, but it was so funny. So that was my hit rewind moment. Foster Moreau providing some, some light entertainment. Like I said to you when you were chatting before the show, it was funny because it kept look like looking like he was going over to see if he was okay. And then another teammate turned up and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm going back over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I have to agree that there was a lot of catches this week that could have quite easily. Yeah. I, think, I think the Devontae Adams one, was was better than the DeAndre Hopkins one. How how he caught that was that was impressive. Um, I could have chose the Sean McVeigh getting yes in the chops by uh, that was awesome, by one of his man. own team. You know, as he was walking past. <laughs> uh, but I went for the David and Joku one-handed touchdown catch on fourth and ten. Was it fourth, fourth and, and ten? Um, and not only was it an amazing catch. And he caught it, and but it also kept the game alive, which meant that you were really pissed off because it was your prediction. It was the only one you got wrong this week, so I know so I, I enjoyed it even more for for that moment. Um, but did you see the CD Lamb catch that was back end of the 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 red zone court? I think he got both of his toes in on that one. Yeah, hundred percent did. I thought as well, and yeah. and and I thought that was a bit of a. A harsh one to not not give, but yeah, but yeah. Hannah, what, what's your what's your moment? I'm going to be a homer on this one, but I think it was pretty awesome. So Mike Hilton, um, he did a one on one tackle, putting Henry into the dirt for actually a tackle for loss. So just to put this in context for those who aren't hardcore Bengals fans and follow them properly, Mike Hilton um, is a safety. And he is five foot nine inches and 184 pounds, whereas Derek Henry is six foot three and 247 pounds. And he managed to toss him into the dirt and also do it as a tackle for loss. So to me, Mike Hilton, awesome play. What a legend. Uh, I'm surprised none of us picked that um, Derek Henry run where oh. he nearly scored the touchdown and then he was tackled. Yeah. And the ball uh-huh. came out, and Jalen Burks picked it up. Oh, Do you know what? I actually felt so sorry for Derrick Henry at that point that that Traylon Burks just literally just run behind him and went, "Oh, thank you very much. I scored a touchdown." You know, that was that was his first ever NFL touchdown. It was, wasn't it? It was. Yes, it was. Wow. I remember, I remember <laughs> oh. his first ever NFL touchdown. <laughs> Derrick Henry did all the work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's get into the rapid recap. The best of the rest. Um, we'll try and squeeze. All of them in. Um, so I'll start. I'll kick us off with the Dolphins versus the Texans. Now there was a play in this game that summed up the Texans' season for me, and it was when they Jordan Aikens is that you say his surname? Yeah. He caught yeah. the ball and then was hit. The ball came up. Xavier Howard came in, picked up the ball, and scored a pick six when they were already. 
getting hammered, they were still getting hammered. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is so bad. And, I, and I'm surprised that they didn't put Davis Mills back in. Um, I thought that they actually looked better with Davis Mills than they did with, with is it Kyle Allen? Yeah. Um, but this was an easy one for the Dolphins. Um, you know, 30 nil up and they benched Tua with two minutes left in the third quarter. That That's how, you know, how easy they thought it was. It was, Tua, sit down, mate. We, we, don't, yeah. we don't need you today. Start preparing for next week. But one thing I, I do like to propose is imagine if, what differences it would be if this league actually put in like points difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like even the commentators were going, Oh, hold on. It's not over in Texas yet. You know, or, or was it, was it Miami? They're playing at Miami. And, and, and I was yeah. just like, it's very over. Okay. Yeah. Very, very over. They've benched their starting QB. It's very over. And you know what I mean? They were like, Oh, it's seven. Oh, now they're up to 14. And, Oh, one more and put them back in, and I'm just going. No, the Dolphins are letting you come back into this, and they, you know, that garbage time. And I just think how different this game would be if you did put that into perspective, like putting points difference, and how much yeah. more these teams would play in the fourth quarter, stopping teams from scoring them garbage time touchdowns. But yeah, Mags, on to you, mate. Uh, yeah, so I had the, the Ravens against the Jags, which wasn't all that interesting up until like the last couple of minutes um, where Lamar Jackson was kind of doing what Lamar Jackson has had to do for most of the season, and that's do everything by himself. Um, they brought in, you know, Deshaun Jackson, who's still playing football and like throwing deep passes to him. And it just wasn't enough, actually, because Trevor Lawrence had sort of the best moment of his career. He, he's been looking much better this year. He marched on the field scored a touchdown to, to, you know, win the game, went for the two-point play, which was, you know, a big decision, but they pulled it off. There were 14 seconds left, but I was like, the Ravens have got Justin Tucker. You just need to get inside 70 yards and you're in trouble. And then they had an awful kickoff, and it was right away. They were like 14, 15 yards away from, you know, Justin Tucker winning the game. But 67 yards proved just too far where even the mighty Justin Tucker and, you know, that massive streak that he was on is over. But, you know, all heal the king. Justin Tucker is still the best. And well done, the Jags. Um, yeah, they're they're looking more and more like the real deal. I can't wait to see what they look like. Not next year, but in two years' time, I think they might be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and even next year with Calvin Ridley coming in, that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, well done to the Jags. Uh, Hannah, you had, you had Denver. In, oh, God. You had Denver against the Panthers. How was that? Oh, it was fabulous. Loved oh, yeah. it. Not um to be fair, I do think Sam Darnold coming back in, I thought he did all right. You know, I thought yeah. he played relatively decently, but we've seen this before. Last season they went four and oh, didn't they? And he was rushing around everywhere and looked pretty good, and then he fell straight back off. So I don't see it carrying on. But you know, I thought to be fair to him, coming back from being like the third stringer, I thought he did a decent job, you know, he did all right. Um, obviously, this Denver offense is absolutely putrid. I mean, it's just yeah. a complete disaster. Um, anytime they got anywhere near the red zone, either from a turnover or that one Latavius Murray like massive run, mm -hmm. they did absolutely nothing with it. They just can't seem to do anything. I mean, it's a complete disaster. Um, they can't get rid of Russ because they've paid him an absolute fortune. Bet they're regretting that now. But 
I am 99.99% sure that Nathaniel Hackett is not coming back next season. No way. I mean, new owners, they didn't hire him. He ain't staying around. I feel sorry for him because he seems like a decent guy, but this is just not the job for him, is it? So, yikes. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with this team next season and how putrid Russ is going to be again. Yeah. Go on, Paul, tell us what your thoughts were on the Falcons versus the Commanders. So, I am going to say what matters. <coughs> this was a pretty boring game until the last minute. Yeah. And the last minute, it just took off. It was just... I would have loved to have seen the win percentage because the, um, the Commanders made a mistake um, on a fourth down with an offside, which moved the sticks then to give uh, the Falcons first and goal. And then, as I, genuinely, as I was typing it into the show sheet, Mariota threw an interception, yeah. which all of a sudden the win percentage would have been over here. Then it's moved over here, so now the commanders have got the ball back. And then they went three and out, so they had to force a punt. So 44 seconds left on the on the clock and the commanders were punting it. And the Falcons ran, ran hit the punter, which then caused the penalty, which yeah. then gave the commanders the first down, which the Falcons had no timeout, so they just knelt. And you were just there like, what? What, what happened in these like 50 seconds of this game? Like I said, the, the win percentage must have been, oh, the Falcons yeah. are going to win this. Oh, the Commanders are going to win this. Oh, the Falcons are going to win this. Oh, the, oh, oh, I'd love to have seen it. Love to have seen it. Um, but all in all, it was a pretty, pretty dull game. One thing that I am enjoying that I will say is I'm enjoying seeing uh, like gadget players like uh, Curtis Samuel, who is not just used as a wide receiver. He used to mm. rush. You know, there's there seems to be more and more of these players um, yeah. hanging about the league, and I, and I think they're they're a new up and coming thing for these these teams. But yeah, Max, you had you had a great game. What did you have? Uh, I mean, the weather the weather in this game was absolutely atrocious. It was the Bears up against the the Jets? Um, not not too much to say in this. There was a nice little battle. Between uh, Chase Claypool and Sauce Gardner the whole game, obviously Sauce came out on top because Sauce is boss. Um, and Mike White, that gig is yours, mate. Well done. He's looked far better than Zach Wilson has ever looked. And even like Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore coming out after being like, that's the real New York Jets. I'm like, that is a damning, like damning statement against Zach Wilson that's saying you've not even seen the real version of their team yet uh, until Mike White has has started that game. So yeah. Very impressive. And, and the most impressive thing from that game, Jets obviously getting the win. It was a 57-yard kick made by Greg the Leg Zerloin in like horrendous, horrendous rain. So that was super impressive to see that seal through. And yeah, well done to the Jets. The Bears didn't put up much of a fight without Justin Fields, um, which he didn't really expect. So the Jets could only beat what's in front of them, and they did quite handily. Um, Anna, you had uh, your Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about this for ages, but I know we haven't got time. Just well pleased. What a win. Like, this is a massive thing for us. We've managed to now tie in the AFC North in first place at the moment. It was so important, you know, for our kind of season. 
I'm just so happy with how the Bengals are getting on. We seem to really be kind of getting going and this is the perfect time. And we did all this without Chase and without Mixon. Just really quickly, the Titans did exactly what you were talking about in the Commanders game. They did a personal foul on the snapper right at the end when we were about to do a um, field goal and they would have had a chance to go on and try and win it. Really stupid. They gave us the fresh downs and we won. So really stupid thing to do, but well pleased as a Bengal fan. Yeah, and uh, with that, because we're running out of time, we're gonna we're gonna miss out a couple of games and go to the Chiefs. Our... Chiefs beat the Rams. We don't need to talk about that rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, the highlight of that game was Sean McVay getting hit in the face. You know, that's true. That is, that is true. Um, yeah, so we're gonna go into our predictions, and uh, we'll get we'll get these in before before we run out of time. Um, Mags, I've give you this game on purpose. Um, yeah, cheers. Your first game is the Browns versus the Texans. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know who wins and Deshaun Watson or himself over under 225.5 passing yards. I mean, as much as I would love to see the Texans win, and boy, I really want to see the Texans beat the Browns here. Um, I think the Browns will come out on top, but I think Watson will get the under on the 225. I think. If the Browns are being sensible, they'll just run through the Texans and they'll probably be 30 nil up by halftime and they'll pull Deshaun Watson out and sit him just like the Dolphins are able to do. So yeah, I'm gonna go for the under with, with that. Um Hannah, you've got you've got the Dolphins. They're playing against the 49ers. That should be a great game. Uh who who do you think is gonna win that? And which team will come out with the most sacks against the quarterback? Man, this is so tough. Like I've been umming and ahhing about this for ages. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to... Mitchell, I think he might be out again as the running back. So I'm going to maybe try for the Dolphins. I think that offense mm-hmm. is quite fiery. So uh, I'm going to do that, although I'm not confident at all. Who has the most sacks? Nah, Nick Bosa, I'm going to go with the 49ers. But again, I'm not convinced on that one either because two is getting that ball out quickly at the moment. So mm-hmm. I think I may have got both of those a long way around, but I'm going to go with it. Paul, your first game. Oh, this is going to be a thriller. Steelers versus Falcons. Tell me who's going to win. And is Marcus Mario just going to throw over or under 150 passing yards? Uh, so I'm going to go for a Steelers win. I know, right? Steelers are going to get the W and I'm going to go for Mariota and over. Sorry, I'm just writing them down as well. Uh, Max, your second game is the highlight of the week. And uh, spoiler alert, this is probably going to be our game of the week next week. Uh, it is the Chiefs versus the Bengals. Who wins and what player has the most receptions? Obviously, the Chiefs are going to win. That's that's pretty easy to figure out. I had no. put T. Higgins for most receptions. I'm going, to, I'm going to change it last minute. I'm going to change it to Travis Kelsey, most receptions. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. Hannah, uh, your last game is you got the Seahawks again. Seahawks against the Rams. Who's going to win? And can you tell me within sort of 50 yards either side, how many yards are the Seahawks going to get? So I'm going to go for a Seahawks win because the Rams are just in free fall now. And yeah. I'm going to go with 270 yards. Nice. For the Seahawks. So, Paul, your last game for next week is the Chargers versus the Raiders. So, Give me a winner and Austin Eckler over or under 85 all purpose yards. Charges over. 
Simple. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Wildcard Rewind or head over to our YouTube channel, search for the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast Network and make sure you give us a subscribe and we shall see you in a week where we shall uh, rewind week 13. Taking back to the sun